Welcome to Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I'm Lyran. So I am sitting in Optimo Studios crocheting while I wait for my granddaughter to get out of dance class. And the cover picture on this episode is actually a picture of what I'm crocheting. I'm making something for myself. I don't do that very often. Almost always what I make is for someone else. And I am so excited because for Christmas, I made a scarf for the little girl of the... um. Uh, lady that my oldest son is staying with. And I made her like an ear warmer. You know, it's not a hat, but it's a band that kind of goes around your ears. And they both absolutely loved them. And I'm so excited about that. One of the problems with making gifts like crochet things is that sometimes people will be like, oh, uh, thanks for making me something, but it isn't something they would use, you know. So I'm kind of hesitant to do that. I make scarves for my granddaughter, but even then I don't see her wear them very often because they don't spend a lot of time going outside in the cold. So she doesn't need it very often. But anyways, I am really excited to be making something for myself, which feels really weird, but I'm enjoying it. And it's a pretty simple pattern. Uh, It's turning out kind of lacy looking, which I really like. It's also open, so there's a lot of spaces in it. Here in Central Virginia, it doesn't get all that cold, so I don't need like a really thick bundle up scarf or I would only use it maybe, you know, seven days out of an entire winter. But anyways, walking in and out of work is when I find myself thinking, man, I really need a scarf here. And I have a couple that I've made in the past, but it's always nice to make a fresh one, you know? And actually, I'm trying to remember, I don't think I have made myself a scarf before. I have made scarves that I started out for myself and ended up giving to someone else because as I was making it, someone said, oh, that's so beautiful. And so then, of course, I would gift it to them. (laughs) So actually, this one I have kind of kept under wraps and purposely not made or worked on in front of my granddaughter or her sister, because I don't want either one of them to go, I want that. So, I mean, it it could happen when I wear it, but they don't tend to notice that as much. I don't know. Anyways, today I brought my granddaughter over to dance class, and it was the day for them to try on the costumes for their recitals that happen in May. And I have to tell you, it was so cool to put a little dress on her and see her in a little dress costume. My son danced for 12 years, and of course, he never wore a dress, thank goodness. So it's a really interesting experience to get to do dance class with a little girl, which is really cool. A lot of the time, my son's costumes, they would get him a shirt, and then he would just wear that shirt with his black pants or something. But the little girls tend to have much more elaborate costumes. The only drawback is that means they're more expensive. But I, it was just such a, I don't know, it was a really interesting moment when, that I didn't even think about as we were getting her dress out of the bag and as I was helping her get it on. And all of a sudden she stepped back and I saw her in all this purple flowing chiffon kind of stuff. And she spun around in a circle and her skirt went out and my heart just like clenched really tight, like, oh my gosh, this is the first time I've got to experience dance with a girl. (laughs) Now, please don't hear that as me not appreciating experiencing it with my son. I surely did. But you know, it's like a different experience when you got to see the super girly costumes. So anyways, she is very, very excited about it. She liked her costume a lot. So 
I think that's a great thing. I know she's a little nervous about recital. You know, this is her first year, so she has never done that. But I'm hoping that my son being able to talk about all of the years he did it and how much he enjoyed it will help her push through. Also, I am really enjoying catching up on podcasts. I was actually sitting here listening to the Spike Pit episode where Colin talks to Ray Otis, which was awesome. I can't wait to hear the other parts of it. I love it when people from the OSR community get together and have a discussion. And it's not that I don't love individual podcasts. I do. But there's just something about the dynamic of two people who enjoy something very much talking about it, especially when it's two people who are not remotely confrontational, confrontational about what it means to them and how what it means to them can be slightly different from what it means to someone else. Sometimes I hear people get kind of I'm like defensive or a little worked up about the fact that someone is talking about their baby in a way they don't like. And it always makes me think about labels. I actually called into Colin with a comment about this because labels, you know, I know I've talked about this a bunch of times, but but labels are an important thing to be very mindful of and mindful of both how you use them and how you experience them when other people use them. I always say that if you have a strong knee-jerk reaction to something, that is an excellent time to stop, relax for a minute, and figure out what exactly am I reacting to and why. Because often that is where we find our own biases, right there. Because our internal biases can often be what is causing that very strong reaction. Or, um, and even in terms of internal biases, even like our moral code. So like maybe whatever someone said has somehow violated our moral code or sounds similar to something that someone else said that they then violated our moral code. I don't know. It's almost like to me that feels like the very foundation of what is going wrong with American politics. And I say that it's going wrong all around the world. It's an interesting thing to watch. So Anyways, um, I don't want to get all political here, but uh, it is an interesting time to be alive. I'll say that. I know the women's marches today and I didn't go this year. My son and I didn't go. We went um, the year that uh, I'm trying to remember what year it was we went. We went the first year. It was huge. And I really enjoyed it. And every year I think we should go to that. And then stuff comes up and I don't go. And then I spend the day of the march doing what I'm doing today, which is thinking in the back of my mind, this right here is why our politics are such a mess. Because I have feelings about it. I I have um, pretty strong convictions about things, yet I'm not acting on them. I'm expecting other people to do the acting and I'm just watching. So anyways, that's been an interesting observation about my own behavior. So I'm going to go back to listening to podcasts. I'm going to be here for about, oh, what time is it? I have about 20 more minutes of crochet time, which will be great fun uh, while I listen to you guys. And then I will uh, hopefully get some time in this weekend. We have my granddaughter overnight this weekend, so I never know how much time I'm going to get to myself. I am really hoping that we are going to be in TJ's tumbleweed game tomorrow. I'm still working on the logistics of that to see if I can get my older son to come over and have some time with his daughter while we play. But I don't know how that all is going to play out. So anyways, you know, TJ also pointed out to me that I keep saying I haven't played in a game. I did play at Procrasticon in TJ's game and holy cow, I had a wonderful time. That was such a hoot. I loved playing with a bunch of the anchorites. 
We laughed and just had a great time. It was wonderful. So I don't mean to denigrate TJ's game at all when I say I haven't played in a game. I mean, like, I haven't played in a multi-session kind of plan ahead game because Procrasticon came together pretty quickly. I didn't really have time to sit back and get nervous about playing or anything. I was just excited about doing it. So maybe that's a note I need to take out of my own notebook there where I need to just not indulge in all of that self-consciousness. That's kind of been a theme in my world the last couple months. All right, guys, I will be back soon. I hope everyone is doing well. On Monday, I will be back talking about food. I have another uh, wonderful breakfast comment to share. And I'll let you know how we've been doing with breakfast. So far, uh, with Jeff gone all week, it was, I did eat, I ate some of the frozen ones that he made, as a matter of fact, the frozen wraps with tortillas. And I made us, um, my son and I, I made us toad in a hole one day. Yum. You just never go wrong with that. And so we'll see what happens. I'm really hoping to get another pot of steel cut oats made and see how that goes and figure out what additions we can add to it. I think that my husband likes chunks of fruit a lot more than I do. So I might figure out what chunks of fruit I can find or I can cut up maybe a peach or something. I don't know. I'm thinking on it. Anyways, (laughs) if you have any ideas for a tasty fruit to put in uh, oatmeal, Well, that's what we call it anyway. I know in other places they call it porridge, as I have been told in comments. Uh, I would love to hear it. All right. Have a good one. I'll be back soon. I realized after I ended that last segment that I didn't say anything about animals. So our chickens are still laying a couple of eggs a day, which is wonderful. I am going to be so sad when we don't have enough eggs to have some to eat when I turn to that container. We finally have a system in place for what happens when new ones go in the the container, what order things are in to make sure I'm using the oldest ones first. And um, other than that, so far, I know with my husband being gone, oh my goodness, did Rosie, my pug, miss him. I noticed the last couple nights, especially at bedtime, we always lay in bed and play a video game on the iPad or something, or, you know, we'll each be reading our own thing. And she's on the bed with both of us and she loves to lay next to him. She doesn't really lay next to me. I'm not sure why. She loves us both. And he keeps saying she's my dog, but she loves to lay next to him. And on the weekends, we let her sleep in bed with us and she sleeps stretched out right alongside him. And she was really missing him. So when he got back, she was so excited. It was so cute. She was just kind of hopping. She was so happy. So, of course, she got to sleep in bed with us last night. And she was very, very happy to be stretched out next to her daddy again. I'll tell you. So there's an animal update and I will be back soon. Have a good one.